When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by Mudstack. Mudstack is the only asset management and collaboration platform custom built for game studios and digital artists. So level up your game art and your art game with Mudstack. Are you frustrated with convoluted folder hierarchies and naming conventions that make finding assets a pain? Do you hate using version control software that was built for software engineers instead of you, an artist? Are you also annoyed with late feedback that forces you to throw away hours and hours of work? We all been there. Finally, there's a solution built for you, the artist. Mudstack is the only digital asset management, version control, and review platform custom built for artists and game studios. Get started for free in just a few minutes at mudstack.com. That's M-U-D-S-T-A-C-K.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham, and with me, once a month, at least, a special guest, Ray Graham. How are you doing, Ray? What's up, Brandon? It's been a while, but I'm here. <laughs> it's been a while, and uh, the news didn't stop. But I'm glad to have you back onto the show to kind of play a little catch up for those eager listeners out there who are lost in the world of game development and need our voices and opinions. So uh, if you guys haven't read the title just yet, this is the Roundtable News episode where game developers such as ourselves share our own individual opinions about the latest and greatest uh, topic that concerns you guys, game developers. So let's go ahead and uh, switch gears and uh, go over there and check it out. So uh, very quickly, (laughs) Activision Blizzard has been, well, more Blizzard than Activision, uh, have been kind of in hot waters lately uh, following their footsteps of... uh, fellow competitor Riot Games I guess about a year after uh, there was a lot of harassment claims made and really high departures uh, in the last couple months Diablo directors Overwatch I don't I don't think Overwatch but like long standing co-founders even have been kind of pushed out in the midst of this uh rioting (laughs) harassment right uh there were uh stories of walkouts one day protest yeah it's very actually very similar to riot you know uh, in the same footsteps where a lot of employees kind of did a walkout and had their say and kind of pushed management to to have some kind of responsibility over these claims and 
uh, Activision uh, were, well, in particular, management uh, board of directors were kind of uh, suing them as well as California, suing them over these widespread harassment uh, because board of directors were led to believe that this wouldn't have an effect on the finances of the company. <laughs> but because of the harassment, there was a huge dip uh, in the stock market for Activision as it seems to be. I thought it was the other, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was the uh, California sued, yes. which, which then impacted everything like, Right. Financially. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're and right. Then, and then the shareholders were like, what's going on, guys? What's right, on? right, right, right. So yeah, months months before all this broke out, uh, this was internally reviewed and mm. uh management at Activision kind of gave confidence saying that nothing is gonna affect us. Uh we're we're handling this, this is under control, right? So obviously not under control, California, the state of California. <laughs> Uh, are, are are coming at them, and like within that, there was some kind of um, bad press with how there were information withheld. I believe too uh, during the investigation, um, where some of the news was suppressed by Activision on purpose. So this kind of was one of those with uh, it's an offense, obviously that that uh again broke out and made things even worse this has have transpired in the last two months so we're 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 coming at this a little late to the party but kind of on seeing it all kind of unravel right and uh i guess that's a lot of news i kind of want your initial impression of this i mean we're kind of closely tied to the industry yeah i i've heard these type of things a little bit um and and just to kind of leave it off before i hand the mic over to you the cosby suite was kind of like one of the meme uh that came out of all this that kind of made it easily spread to the public about how they had like this um this office at the at blizzard where a lot of uh underlings kind of referred as the Cosby suite because that's <laughs> where a lot of this was happening, I guess, at, at a management office. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. Take on, take on what your thoughts are. Like, were you surprised by all this? I wasn't really, but like, okay, no, yeah, okay. we def- definitely wasn't surprised. I, I think some people were acting surprised and they were like eight, eight to blizzard, you know, Activision blizzard. And, and it's like, no man, like this is, this is, very normal. Activision Blizzard is just the the one today, um, yeah. and it's the one, and it's also the, like the one actually getting sued by the California. California, that's a big one, yeah. Right? Didn't even get sued, right? The, the Department of Fair Employment, right? Yeah. So the California Department of Fair Employment is, is like suing uh, them because uh, they didn't want to, they didn't want to cooperate with what they were asking them to do right and right. so now they just straight said okay well. well actually let me fact check that real quick like so you're actually uh rejogging my memory on this so i i got my my company mix so riot came back from the dead uh because after the blizzard thing because uh what what are you talking, what are we talking about riot what no, we're talking about Blizzard, but they yeah. were kind of tied together because Riot had some news of its own 
cakes. Well, that was that was like that was a while ago, right? And that that thing blew up and was it was a big was a big thing, right? Right. Uh, like that was at least what? How long ago was that? Two, three, two, three years ago, and then right. But it, it came back because when this blizzard thing blew up, yeah. uh, uh, the state of California, um, sued Riot as well because Riot were not letting their employees know that that they are free to share information without any jeopardi- uh, jeopardizing without jeopardizing their job right oh, okay. and riot yeah. led them to believe that that was not the case so uh, they withheld information from their own employees from reporting about harassment within the workforce uh to the state of california so this was happening right when blizzard kind of blew up and riot got back into the news feed again it's so crazy man but, but, also, uh, but also like Riot doesn't have to let them know that because that's literally the law, right? Like you can't, like you could, you could go and make a claim and, and right. But the, I think they led them to believe fired for that, right? right? But they led them to believe. Well, I think they were supposed to send up a memo to uh, let their employees know that this is, you know, uh, public information that yeah. uh, it won't be used against them to kind of give that extra. I think they were instructed to do that and they chose not to and they kind of delayed that process even longer okay. um, because there's this small window where that uh, sharing to the state of California was important and they just weren't around to, to do that. I mean, I mean all, this, yeah. all this stuff is like, it's not surprising, right? Because it's like, yeah, there's Riot, there, Riot had its thing, there's Ubisoft, the Ubisoft stuff that blew up. Um there's it's everyone at this point. You know, there's there's a lot of companies that where this is going on under the covers, and there's whisper networks and people sharing information, but but it it doesn't really hit um the media, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is just an example of like it took a literal court document for, for it to, to be brought to the light, you know what I mean? Um and then when you start digging deeper, all of a sudden the Cosby suite and all this other kind of nonsense came out of that um so yeah like it's definitely not surprising and yeah. and it's just well, it's just sad that it's still yet another yet another example yeah well i mean our, our our industry kind of leads to this fret boy behavior here's some examples um this is shared from the kotaku article and this is quote in the office women were subject uh, subjected to cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of uh alcohols that crawl through their way uh, through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Male employees proudly come to work hungover, play video games for long I mean, don't we always play games during work while delegating the responsibilities to female employees? Engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and joke about rape. Yeah. <laughs> Those sounds like sounds like typical image. It actually, yeah. I mean, it sounds like yeah. That, I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem with the workplace not being environment. Yeah, it, I'm not saying that an office full of guys cannot be professional, right, and mindful. But as these offices get more and more mixed, right, mm-hmm. uh, that behavior doesn't get checked on a regular basis, and you kind of let loose. I. I haven't made these type of harassment claims and made this stuff kind of uncomfortable, but we all make jokes in the office, right? I'm not defending this at all, but unless you kind of pay attention to what's around, right? Uh, 
you know, you I mean, often kind of I mean, let did, loose tongue kind of well, <laughs> sing through the it, hallways, right? It kind of sounds like you're defending this, but, uh, but I'm, not, I'm not defending this. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're say, so used to the no, male to female it, ratio in the office. That's what happened. Well, that's yeah. well, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Right. And then you it's because of how the industry started. People get used to something that's just acceptable behavior in a professional environment, and and then now we're talking about companies that are publicly traded and, and worth billions of dollars, right? Right. So there has to be some sort of maturity that you that you have to yeah, it needs some maturity executing yeah. when you're in a professional environment, and and like in California especially, you're required to watch those boring videos about this kind of behavior and how you should not be doing it at the office. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like you, you just have to know that you can't, you can't do this stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think there's enough of these stories to be like, uh, you've been warned. <laughs> you should get back, get back to doing that UV layout and stop cracking those jokes. You know, uh, like, uh, I cracked just, just because I'm doing UV layouts. Uh, <laughs> get back to work. I hate to say this, you know, Gainer, you, you kind of heard that story, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that kind of broke out around the same time. Uh, yeah. And that that's on a smaller scale, you know, they're an indie studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a, a studio that employs a lot of women. I think like more than half uh, from what mm-hmm. I've read. And um, and it wasn't harassment uh, in, in terms of sexual harassment, but it was more mm-hmm. like um, uh, undermining uh experience yeah. it like seems. I, 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 yeah. I think in that example is just more it's more of a of just ego a tyrant and ego in like and then that take control of how you communicate to people on your team yeah that's right? a tough and one unless so, you and so we you can see and examine that specific example i feel like it's it's very tough to kind of look at these reported articles and anonymous yeah. without no, knowing I, like, all right what do you mean right because no, i am no, I'll, a lead i'll, I'll, I'll yeah. say I'll, I'll say this right like all right it is definitely from all the information that's out there it's a definitely different situation yeah. than activision blizzard right of but course. it's still it's still a situation of where People, when you want, when you feel get up in the morning and you want to go to work, you're like, God damn it, I don't want to have to deal with this dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still that kind of situation. It's, a t- it's, it's, you know, the term is kind of a bit overused a lot and people mock it, but it's a, it's a toxic work environment. It's a work environment that you're not comfortable in. Right. Yeah. Um, and that it's different from straight up sexual harassment, uh, retaliation. Yeah. And and that and straight up sexual abuse, right? Like it's it's different than that, but it's still a situation where you're putting uh, people in, in an uncomfortable situation. Here's another example uh, shared on the site about uh, how the women of color were particularly vulnerable targets of discriminatory practices. Uh, an African American employee noted that it took her two years to be made into a permanent employee. Well, okay. Yeah. While men hired after her were made permanent employees. All right, that's shaky ground. She also was micromanaged <laughs> such that her male coworkers were known to be playing video games without any intervention. Here, here's the problem when it's like this huge thing that's going on, right? All these little stories kind of get thrown into it, right? And you don't know yeah. what's true and what's not and what is it because there's a lot uh, of experience thrown into 
to it as well as like yeah, specific I mean, examples about that person yeah i mean yeah like like it's 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 their experience and how they perceived it right okay. and then uh when you gather a little issue you're just gonna put it all out there and be like here's how this person perceived all these things right um definitely contractors and and wanting to get your role upgraded to full-time it's a problem it's a problem in general and it's definitely a problem for people that don't fit in yeah i will say this out of all this this or don't match the don't match the well they they, they're just not a fit for our work culture or or some foolish just like that you don't want to do this pub crawl where we crawl around the office and drink like uh, never why, why should I? Why should I? Why should I make you a full time? <laughs> if you're on all fours in the office, yeah, yeah, and people well, are cheering you on, something's going on. Wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. You got to make like an adult decision at that point and stand up and like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I got bad knees. Well, yeah. like, continuing off that example I read, this this is the part where all right, something's up. Another African American employee who worked in information technology was similarly micromanaged by her manager. Unlike the men on her team, when she requested time off work, her manager made her write a one-page summary of how she would spend that time off when no one else had to do any write-up. All right. That is... That is a <laughs> red flag. <laughs> if you have to write a note, like, what? like, like you're in what? fifth grade of how you would spend that time. I am off. That's crazy. Yo. Yeah, that that's a bit crazy. Yeah, that that is uh, not normal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the main issue is <clears throat> with the bigger company like Activision Blizzard, they often try to push this under the rug uh, as quickly as possible uh, before it snowballs into what it is now a big problem and it's unfortunate but it is kind of like the norm uh for for these companies to act and react that way and i'm kind of curious to see uh especially with blizzard right what i'm seeing with blizzard because blizzard has kind of been on like a uh downfall ish of a, as of late in terms of uh, monthly subscriptions to all their franchises right combined it's mm-hmm. been kind of dropping i think the last graph i saw was 50 percent over like three five years or something which is a lot mm-hmm. not just wow overwatch everything mm-hmm. and so um it, it's part of the onslaught of what we've been seeing where Activision Blizzard or Blizzard is becoming more and more Activision controlled, right? Uh, there was a couple of years ago where Activision's management kind of went in and Blizzard doesn't manage really their own team anymore. They, they're starting to use the publisher's uh, team to kind of uh, market their game and, and at least manage that part of it. So we saw like the external development or external management from Activision starting to move in uh, and, and take more control of Blizzard a few years ago because of the slow downfall uh, that we're seeing now with a lot of their thing, right? And now with Blizzard OGs kind of being pushed out, uh, you know, how much of Blizzard is left is what I'm asking. I mean, you know? I mean, well, Blizzard has been bleeding its OG talent for a while. But like I mean that might be a good thing. Yeah. Right. That might that might be change and giving bringing fresh ideas and and fresh things and and the next thing they do might be another huge success. Right. Like like it's hard to say if it's like these special snowflakes were the ones that made 
these great games or they maybe they're the ones that made those great games at the time and that idea was hot at the time and in, in the year 2021 that idea is no longer hot right you know what i mean and then now you need the fresh new blood that's thinking differently about what the next big thing's going to be or the next experience is going to be yeah um, it's, it's 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 hard to say it's hard to say but like but this decline of blizzard has been going on for a while meanwhile activision stock is doing best it's ever been doing you yeah. know what i mean um so i don't know how much of that's really been hurting their their bottom line yeah, I mean, if in the end they're just worried about their stocks going up or down, then a blizzard blip uh, won't hurt them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I feel a lot of what the stock's been going through is kind of remnants of old success of the blizzard flame, right? Well, well the, the other no, the other part of Activision's been going very well, right? Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Candy Crush, or killing it, right? Yeah, yeah. King, King, and and. Well, here's the dangerous part, right? Here's something I did read: with Blizzard kind of slowly flaming out. Call uh, Activision, the other half, quote unquote, are going harder and harder with the just Call of Duty, right? A lot of the other franchises besides COD are, are kind of being roped into the COD development family and uh they're really putting all their eggs in one basket so there's like a lot of articles that i'm reading what are the war zone numbers (laughs) yeah it's doing well no 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 no, it's not doing well like i think that's an understatement right like war zone's doing incredible yeah and and so yeah like (laughs) that's what they're gonna do right I would love to know what war zones. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. Um, I mean, the pandemic did it wonders, I think. I I think in terms of growth, during the pandemic, it did its best. Activision Blizzard's Call of Duty drives 27% of Q1 revenue in 2020. That's in 2020. Yeah. You know, revenue is growing. Yeah, revenue grows 21%. and, And... driven by black ops, you know, like, yeah, call it, call it, it's the money maker, you know what I mean? And, and you can't be, you can't really be mad at that. You know? Yeah. And it's mobile. is actually doing really well too. Yeah. Cloud mobile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my concern is that maybe there's too much focus and there's not new IP and stuff, but you know, this is something that we've seen in industry forever. You know, like like when GTA was the hot, hot thing, you know, everybody was making GTA clones and pouring a lot of money into the next open world thing. Um, that's calmed down quite a quite a bit. And now the next the next wave of investment from all the companies seems to be like, I need some sort of games as a service shooter that people will play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, on behalf of the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, <laughs> it seems like uh, men were being groped as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. It's not a safe place to be anywhere, man. Can't be this good looking. <laughs> it's well, like it's, well, jail rules. Good, it's a good thing you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you'd be surprised man i am a type for some people 
Stop it. Uh, anyway, anyway. Oh, geez. Yeah, I mean, I know some friends that actually left right before this all blew out, knowing that it would become a problem. But they did say that... Um, they say they witnessed some of this, but at the same time, they feel like a lot of these claims are, are uh, kind of leftovers from the old crew. Um... Like a lot of the big stories are kind of from. Well, they're, they're from they're from a while. They're from a, some some time ago. Um, but also, like in that story that we're not really focusing on, there's also like talks of pay, yeah, inequities, right? And that's <clears throat> that's something that's they found to still be ongoing, right? Um, so. Like it's not necessarily just like oh yeah that 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 that's not a problem anymore. It's just, it's always something that you have to be always mindful of, and have policies and things in place uh, that won't let it just breed and fester. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of want to ask you about that, right? With this kind of hybrid approach, a lot of companies still figuring out exactly how many people they want back in the office, how many they don't. Uh, we're, we're seeing the tech companies around the Bay Area kind of focused on um, on 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 kind of reducing pay if you're not in the area, right? If you're in another uh-huh. state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you see that factoring in with all this um, unequal uh, payment and all that stuff? Like, is it yeah. going to get lost? All, all this kind of progress we're making on this side, like that, that's going to mess <laughs> things up a bit. Well, yeah. That, that was actually, that's a, that's been a hot topic because there's like a camp of people that are like, if I'm going to do the same job as somebody else, it doesn't matter where I live. Just pay yep. the same money for the same work. Sounds right? like employee. Yep. Yeah. Period. Right. Um, at the same time, I'm living in cheap Idaho, Idaho, and I I could buy a mansion for two dollars, and I'm yeah. walking around town wearing gold crown every day. Yeah, um, what am I doing to that local community? Because some company in California has enough money just to pay me crazy amount of money, right? Um, some people would say that community in Idaho needs everybody needs to get paid, but that that could have a really crazy impact on the economy of that of that place right so there's the other camp that argues that you have to get paid the local market rate for that type of job and where where you live right that's an interesting i don't know like how that place is equity in a way right because like when it comes to gender male female no gender whatever yeah the person if two of the same people are in like Idaho, then the pay should be the same, right? Yeah. But if they're in San Francisco, the pay should be the same, but it should be this San Francisco rate. And and like, you know, the HR and the comp team will will argue why this is important all day long, right? Um, but none of that will still convince people that, you know, same work, you should get the same pay. No matter where. Yeah, I mean, it might be because you're bringing when, the same value because you're bringing yep. the same value to the company, right? I think it's easier for people that is just starting to get onboarded, and then you can make that argument and say like whatever. But someone, what we're seeing is a lot of people who are used to a salary are getting reduced salary because of this. Yes, but argument. I mean, 
But I mean, that's just like, you know, you've, you've interviewed for jobs in different places to relocate and stuff. Right. And, and immediately they tell you, well, you know, our cost of living is way less than San Francisco. Right. Yeah. That's the first thing they, they want to tell you because they're about to tell you that you, they're, they're not going to pay you as much. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and if you look at it on paper, you move to that place, you're getting paid less. Sometimes you, sometimes you end up living even better because because it's like it's way cheaper, right? And yeah. the pay cut is still not the pay cut is less than the change in cost of living. You know what I mean? Um, so like something you still come out ahead, but like that's that you know that's been a thing. That's been a thing ever since I've been in, in the industry. Right? But is it really a thing thing that somehow you gain paid more in a community that's used to? a certain lower salary is it that big an effect i mean what what is what is the let's explore that a bit more because i i that's the first time i really thought of that like what are the dangers of someone rich in your neighborhood like is he well, buying I mean, up more land like what's the fear here well, buying more well, like yeah well i mean look what's in and out. But like the whole <laughs> the whole the whole term gentrification right yeah is rich people going to just pushing uh, others out lower, yeah you just push others out because now you can afford to buy whatever, right? And so then right. you, you buy whatever, drive up the drive up the housing costs because you can't afford it, and it pushes lower income folks out, right? Um, that's like Texas what, right now, San Francisco, Oakland, right? Like New York. Well, well, right? Texas is a hot spot right now. A lot of our friends, a lot of people we know, are, are kind of moving to that new tech hub space right yeah, yeah and you know what but you know what they're moving there because they're like oh texas is cheaper but then they're all bringing california jobs and a bunch of money and, and it's all rising up now and, now and the locals houses. are complaining yeah. about it yeah 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 right. and same thing same thing in seattle same thing in seattle right so that's that's you know like it's a problem that's something that you have to be mindful of right like how how will that actually impact a community so that that is a legitimate argument it's not just an employer being I mean, like <laughs> it is, but the the person getting the pay cut doesn't care regardless, right? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? right? Did you know the top ten mobile games in the U.S. gross more than three hundred forty million dollars in June? Do you want your game to earn more? App Figures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may already know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now, app figures can help you keep track of competitors and the game market. From how many downloads they're getting and how much money they're making to their audience demographics and even which tools they use to power their games. Their competitor intelligence gives you great context. Got a great idea for an app or a game? With app figures, you can figure out how big the market is and how much money you could be making with it. Say a competitor adds a new feature or was mentioned in the news. With app figures, you can see if that brought in more downloads. And that's just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your game or building a new one, app figures has what you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. Best of all, you don't need a large budget or data science degree to do this kind of thing anymore. App figures has made it affordable and simple. On top of tools, app figures also provides a lot of guides and tutorials to take you step-by-step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. They just released a free guide on that, actually. Head to appfigures.com forward slash on forward slash game dev unchained to try app figures for free. Again, that's app figures, 
A-P-P-F-I-G-U-R-E-S dot com forward slash O-N forward slash Game Dev Unchained to try it for free. If you like it, use our special code GDU3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. This episode is sponsored by Mudstack. For all the artists out there that are working within a game studio, big or small, you're going to need a great collaboration platform custom built for the digital artists. That's where Mudstack comes into play. It's a special version control review platform custom built for individual artists, whereas other source control feels like it's being built for software engineers. Mudstack is geared towards artists so that Collaboration gets even easier, and the only thing you need to concentrate is on your game itself and not the software. So do yourself a favor. Go to the solution built just for you, the artist, and get started for free in just a few minutes at mudstack.com. That's M-U-D-S-T-A-C-K.com. That's a tough (laughs) one, man. That is a tough one. I didn't think yeah. of it like that, but what what you said totally makes sense. Um, yeah. We're seeing it in Texas, like a lot of locals over there. I have friends over there that are complaining about how housing prices are being raised yeah. up and they even, hate. Yeah, even things like coming in. Pe- people are like, oh, I'm going to move to Mexico and be a digital nomad and do some job that pays like be an American salary. And I'm going to live in Mexico, right? And then there's this rich expat in this place that has a much lower cost of living yeah living like a king yeah right and not really feeding the local economy in that way you know what i mean yeah. uh, it, it could it, it offsets the balance right if especially if you get a large concentration of people in one place that is a bigger piece of that puzzle that not a lot of employees consider I think a lot of it just has to do with education, man. Like, can you explain to me? <laughs> Not on an individual basis, kind of more like in a group, you know, so that you're, you're, you feel like everyone's getting the same information. Because that's the fear, right? As a person that's negotiating at the table, it's like, are you just screwing with me? And, I just think, well, here's the thing, too. Yeah. All, of, all of that information about what you should get paid and market rate and how the company decides that yeah. is completely opaque, to the employee. Right. Right. And, and so, and so then it, it can totally feel like the HR is like just trying to get over. Yes, exactly. That, I mean, that's the, that's the first sense, right? When you arrive to the negotiating table, you're immediately assuming that you're going to get screwed. But yeah, I, that's something that about the game industry that I feel needs to change. Like not just about salary um, transparency, but about, you know, just, game sales. Uh, we've been saying this for a long time. I have no idea. There's no place. Uh, and you see in the theaters and movies how helpful that is. Uh, even now, especially now during the pandemic, it's it's changing the business by just how much we know a movie is doing in theaters, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like this last weekend, Shang-Chi was uh, a measure for for Marvel, for the theater chains about what the future of their business looks like. And that info was right on the right on cue to the minute, to the hour of what's the latest. Mm-hmm. And that type of transparency helps both industries kind of move forward. But like now we have so many different publishers, so many inequity of pay that's behind 
secrecy, right? It uh, I think creates more a lot more confusion and arguments uh, between people than than necessary. And every boy just assumes that they're getting screwed, and which doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I agree. Like, if you're a director, if there is some kind of clear equation that factors in experience, right? Along with mm. that, uh, you should be paid the same, right? If your experience is the same and it's the same title, you should be paid the same. Yeah. But you know, without knowing that, or at least, you know, or at least paid in the same pay band or range or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it's human nature to find some issues with that. It's like, he, he, that guy is like some personality disorder. Like, you got to factor in personality uh, along with experience. <laughs> I'm way better than that, dude. Uh, I'm way more enjoyable than that, dude. I think that's what I think that's what companies are afraid of, dude. Like of when it comes to pay agents, they don't want people saying this kind of stuff. And and yeah, dude, what's the first thing? What's the first thing, right? (laughs) When you hang out with a bunch of friends, you've been in the situation, and somehow it gets to salary, and you're like, I don't want to say it, or I'll say it, and you say it, and then your friend's face just turned blue. You know what I mean? And then you feel awful. It's like, how much? I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I've been here I don't for this, 10 plus years. I've had weird, awkward moments like that. Yeah, you're you're the guy turning faces blue, right? No, no I, I, I say I don't have these things, so they do not discuss these things. But it pops uh, up once in a while. You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. and it's always awkward. And yeah. somehow, you know, the, the the immediate attitude when you hear something like that, and you're in the in the chair of like uh, unequal pay, it's like fuck that place. <laughs> immediate. <laughs> Immediate resort to quitting. It's like yeah. they don't appreciate me. They don't know what I do. I can't believe that interns getting paid more than me. Uh, <laughs> it's very human nature because you, you know, your salary. Unfortunately, a lot of people equate it to self worth, which is, I, I think, a very um, beginner way of thinking of it. Right? I, I think as we mature more in the industry, it's like. I mean, it's hard not to separate it. It's like somehow your salary is is what you're worth, right? But it's like, mm. no, nah, man, it's like <laughs> you're more than that. You know, you mean there's no, it's, you, it's, yeah. it's hard to say it like that, honestly, because you know, um, your self worth is how much you make. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad if that's how you like. I I, th- I think it's more you you equated to how much your company respects you or, yeah. or values you more so yeah. than your own self worth, right? Because um, like your own self worth should be like I should be getting paid billion dollars up in this piece. That's that's how dope I am, right? But of course, you know, um, you're not going to get paid that, right? But uh, but it's it's really you know how the company views you is probably what you really should care about you know yeah i think the company perspective of all this is is difficult in employee perspective Uh, a lot of it i think is just uh clouded in in mystery of not knowing what it's like to be in each other's shoes if i'm your boss and you're my employee you know there are a lot of uh difficulties being you know the studio head and, and trying to be fair but 
you know, unless everything is out in the open, it's it's almost impossible. Or just have, or just have policies, man. Just have policies in place, and and like for this job at this level, as long as you get paid, right? And then somebody come, two people come in for the same level, same job. That's how much you get paid. And there's the thing: have clear list of responsibilities and outcomes for the level. Well, this is my question to you. This is playing, um, this kind of playing the uh, devil's advocate on this one. Uh, Mm -hmm. How much? Does it, how much is it an employee's responsibility and then stops to be an employer's responsibility, right? Because if you're coming for a job and I give you just a, a range, a number, right? And the first guy immediately agrees where the second guy actually comes back and negotiate, whose fault is that, right? And uh, the and that happens a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, between female and male and or male and male, different people have different acceptance uh, yeah. in terms of the first offer or second offer. Well, that's why you need to have the policies and the ranges and you go, look, this is what, you know, this is what we're giving you, right? Or or let them say the number first. You're like, well, that's outside of our range. Our range is this. You, this is what we're, we got to do. Right. And then do some inventive things. Oh, we'll give you a little more signing bonus or whatever to try to make up for it. Or here's some more stock to make up for, you know, this this negotiation. Right. But um, but when it comes to the base, just always be like, this is the range. That's it. You know, there, there are some companies that are like that, where it's like there is no negotiating, you know, the base. Um, but, you know, you just have to you, you have to have the policies in place. Right. And that gets around when you have the policies in place. That gets around the whole notion of somebody could come in and say, "I'm worth three hundred thousand, and somebody else goes, and then somebody else doing the same jobs getting paid a hundred thousand. So you're saying that it, you know, the policy uh, dictating a range, but within the range, yeah. it still can be a problem. Yeah, but, but the ranges, accept- the ranges are not like that crazy Far. Diff- different, right? Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not like the example I gave, like three hundred thousand to one hundred thousand, right? Yeah. So some some kind of at least education from the employer's part saying like, hey, yeah. for this position, usually at base level, this yeah. is what we pay. like. You've got to remove like let's say you got to remove that 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 wild card component of being able to whatever and, yeah. and and the whole game that companies play They come in like, oh, OK, here's the lowest that we possibly yeah. ever want to give you. And then you you have to buck and say, no, nah, I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> game sucks yeah most people feel like that game. <laughs> well that's the thing like that, that, i i yeah. feel like when an argument is made about uh the, how, how women and male there's a yeah. big difference right uh mm-hmm. that part you know it's hard to kind of say it's all employers fault you know or male even male versus male well you just got you got to remove the the part that it puts onus on the employee it has to be on the employer right and then and then there's no room for it does anyone do that what what company what game (laughs) company does that nobody right I never, I never came to a table and they're like, "Hey, this is what we pay usually uh, for all positions." It's like for real, for real. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, this for real, for real. I was like, "All right, let's start there." (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that company like all companies do this or whatever, right? But what I'm saying is like that would be a way of getting getting around these issues. You know what I mean? So So this is a very idealist. Yeah, uh, because like. 
way of doing it. Other companies do this, like they, you know, when they, when it comes around to raise time, they look at people's salaries and they're like, oh wait, this person for the last year has been getting paid way less than this other person. We need to renormalize. And then that person gets a bump, but then they're like, oh wait, we can't bump that person all the way up because then they'll be like, why the hell did I just get a 50K raise, right? Like this yeah. seems kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they'll start asking questions. Was I getting, I wasn't getting paid what I should get paid this whole time. And yeah. so they do smaller increments to try to catch them up. And it's just like, like, you know, what are we doing? Right? Oh so, it's so tough. <laughs> it's so difficult, man. It's so difficult on both sides. Like I, I think people fail to realize how difficult it is to be an employer and, and, all these rules, unwritten written rules are being written every day. Uh, yes, about, well, that's where you hire HR yeah. people, right? Like that's, that's their jobs. It's human relation people. Do they go to school? Like, <laughs> like where do they learn all this stuff? <laughs> hey, dude, I look at what tracks for game development. You? I don't know where the HR people come from. Where do what they come from? Wrong with hey, this I'm, guy. I'm, I'm just asking on behalf of the audience. Where, where do human relation people usually they, come from? Out of school, they do. They do go to school for there is degrees even for that. Yes, about company policies and all that shit well well about human human resources in general and there's there's subsections right there's like like recruiters sometimes recruiters don't like i don't know how recruiters get into the mix but there's other functions of hr like hr operations and and comp and those things oh, yeah, those people in school man yeah but i, I i've seen <laughs> hr people at work right and they're like under the thumb of studio head and and it's not like i see them going to college courses every month or two to catch up with the latest social norms right dude, dude, it's like how, how human, they get caught there's, up there's human relation programs at universities bro bachelor of arts and human relations like come on man all right but these rules are new man uh, I, this is my impression of hr right <laughs> they're they're there in place as a puppet Right, <laughs> they just forward along the policies of the studio head set in stone at the the founding of the studio, and I don't see that ever really stemming from the oh, HR department. It's not HR department informing oh, studio head of these are policies that we need to change to be up to date. These can be problems, right? Like I don't see that happening. You know, what I mean, all these ideas that you're saying is like. No way an HR person is ever going to come up with this and actually no, have man, the influence no, to, to make the change. No, there's. It's always like, been reactionary. No, as companies grow and get yeah. bigger, yeah, human resources policies got to change with the company, right? Sure. And you know, and for yeah, for a small company, it's probably one person who's like doing multiple jobs and they do that thing too, right? Yeah. But then as the company grows, then you need to actually have dedicated people for that. Right. The other part Agreed. of human relations job is like you said puppet. I I, I think that's a very strong word, but I would I'd say like the human relations department is also there as a protection. We also protect protect the company. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, I always assume they're there to protect the company, yeah. not the the yeah. people <laughs> that be, works for be, the company. And be there as like, you know, to get the complaints and investigate the complaints that, so that the company does not get sued. 
right? Like uh, I mean, let's just assume that that's how things operate. But I'm just that's saying, how it's like, supposed to operate. But of course, in certain cases, in certain HR cases, to me know. have always been reactionary. Like, oh shit, we're in the news. <laughs> <laughs> here's some stuff you know what i mean yeah. i mean what's well, the second PR. thing that we always that's, that's hear it's like PR. blizzard oh shit all right well, these are the policies that we are rolling out this is what we're doing right now we're combing through all the departments for all the harassers and gropers right this is what we're doing it's like and what do we hear all the time it's like oh yeah this was actually reported and we're known two years ago but you know we just never really surfaced any of this detail <laughs> because mm. because it would have hurt our stock that's to me what hr is and always have been like i never seen this kind of initiation from hr you know what what's hot right now studio head you know not groping people this is what we should do and like be able to like <laughs> be, yeah, yeah. be able to nail that down and have an outline you know uh and and then be able to be like hey one two threes let's kill it right here and now that's part no but that's part of that's that's literally diversity inclusion employee relations which is reactionary which is it's always been reactionary which is the part of like you know dealing with employee complaints and things like that business operations policies benefits right like all that all that stuff HR to me would work better if the director of HR has as much power as a studio head. The fact that director HR is under the studio head creates this problem that we're always having. It's like, how, how can you make policies, you know, mm-hmm. for the guy that's breaking all of them? You know what I mean? That's, that's the usual case. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? Why are you picking on the poor? There's some some studio heads right now going. Like, but studio heads are the one that's that's kind of pushing back on on these claims, right? Harassment claims. They're the one making no. the decisions. No, usually saying like, "Hey, no. this is bad PR." No, no. A lot of times, what it is, what it is, it's like a claim gets made. HR is like, "We'll investigate." They go and they start investigating, and then they're like, "Well, that guy's a really high performer." It would be devastating to lose them. Yeah. This sounds like a minor thing. And then it kind of gets like swept up under the rug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Every industry. Yeah. It's not straight up some clear cut thing. And and then they just do that a lot. And then it's, you know. Until the wall breaks. California is knocking on the door like suing, right? Like, you know, because you're not hearing, you're not listening to the people that are your employees because you're more concerned about the bottom line or the success of the project or whatever. Repeated aggressors. I mean, that that's what happened. John Lasseter. I mean, he's still, he's, he's making 3d movies somewhere else, mm-hmm. but for a long time in Pixar, he's kind of well known as kind of like, you know, kind of handsy, yeah. right. At parties. And uh, they, they warned him many times. They, I've even read stories where they had a dedicated, anti-groper that you know <laughs> assistant kind of following him around to to kind of like watch his behavior you know <laughs> uh but for a lot of years you know uh he was an issue until it was basically this whole social justice stuff really got hot and and it was just you know a, a ticking bomb 
uh, and they got rid of it basically. But that that's pretty much every industry, every thing. That's to, to me. That's what HR is. It's always been reactionary, and it's always been, you know, how silent and how long can we keep this at until uh, we have to face face the music, right, and and do something about it. Uh, I wish HR was a little bit more what they're supposed to do, but uh, I think because of the company structure, uh, yeah, they just I mean, are powerless in, until they get the green light to do something. I think it just depends, right? And it goes from company to company, and it just it just depends. But yeah, uh, yeah. I guess guys are just terrible, man. Why is it so hard to not grope people? <laughs> like, why is it such a problem, dude? I don't understand. Is it just because we grew up as nerds and they're just around no, people and just don't know how to handle it? You know, it's also it's also society and you get away with it and then it gets rewarded and then you just don't know how to act that's really what it is i just don't i just assume that you know don't, don't do things that people don't want you to do it's just, <laughs> i don't know it's just a I different just, thing I just, uh, I just work here man I just work here. that's what i'm saying man i just work here i go home i'm married i don't want any of this mess uh god yeah i mean i i i I don't think that this issue will ever get better to be honest um not until the ratio from men to women are more halved right i think when you are in any situation where one outnumbers the other, the, uh, the, the majority behavior uh, will continue to repeat itself. Well, but, but that's why you have diversity inclusion. That's why you have trainings. That's why you do these things, right? Yeah. Is like, like, yeah, like we want to get the numbers up. And we want to get it to half, right? But just because just because the numbers are half, that excuses you to act act the fool. You know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. I don't think so. That that excuses you to pay people less, or excuses you to treat people with disrespect. Like I don't think so, right? Like I, I think you just need to be. Like I think it's just literally people just gotta not be assholes and have some sort of empathy towards other people that are not exactly like them. That's what I'm saying. But like, as soon as you're like. No, 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 no. When, when you're at no, a classroom, it doesn't matter. It, no, it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. I agree with you, but I'm saying yeah. the reality is, as soon as they're out of the classroom of, yeah. you know, how to not grow up and be more diverse, they're gonna immediately fall back to old behavior because the majority of them are are guys, right? And yeah. it's funny to them, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you. I I think I've seen. You seen change? Uh, I've seen um, some some slight glimmers of hope here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and I think just as more time goes on and as as things change, things will get better. I think. What I think is, whenever a studio reach that type of success that power <laughs> gets to their head 
to do whatever they want. I mean, I feel like every riot, right, blizzard are, are fine examples of a string of success for a long time. No, I, I don't think it matters about the success. It just matters about people being assholes or not. I think. Yeah, but like, I think there's a ton of. I think, there's a ton of I think there's a ton of unsuccessful companies that act like this. Ass assholes that act like this. Like, yeah. I, I may have worked at a few, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it's, I don't think it has any, like, we could always look for explanations, but I think the, the one thing I think is a common denominator is you don't, you just don't respect people. You're an asshole. Yeah. You're not talking about me. You're talking about those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it clear to the listeners out there. You're not talking about me. Uh, I'm very respectable, by the way. <laughs> never grew up to anyone in my life yeah, you know what, yeah i'm saying that, that that's at least my that's my opinion and i will i'll stick i'll stick to it okay. yeah i mean i think throughout my career i've seen what have i seen i've seen like smaller instances of of uh mistreatment right not sexual harassment but like Mm-hmm. You know, just glossing over opinions or or not mm-hmm. taking a certain person as seriously as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, in the beginning, it was uh, my my first type of inequity was the age, right? Because I always look pretty damn youthful for my positions that I've always been at, and I've noticed like just older looking people who are like experienced just get that easier. Uh, promotion, right? Just by just how they look, how how older they are, how much older they are, right? Because old age, old age gets falsely sometimes attributed to experience, and so in the early part of my career, I was seeing that a lot of that, and it was very tough for me to kind of uh, continue and and be competitive. It was just someone who who started the industry, unfortunately, at the age of thirty or whatever will actually beat someone who had three years of experience. And I, I saw that firsthand right. many, many times at every studio. So um, yeah. I don't, I, and I don't blame that because, you know, how, how do you, maybe it's education, but the nuance of that is so hard to uh, correct, right? It's like, you're going to have personal bias you're going to assume that this person had likes life experience that is more fitting for a lead, even though they're new to the industry or whatever. Right. It's very, it's, it's a hard, I don't know how to, to fix like that. I, really. I, yeah. I've literally like, I've literally done training where it's been about that. Right. Like yeah. how do you recognize people's differences for what they are Yeah, and then, and then value them. Right. And like, and yes, it is inherent in us to kind of discount people that are not the same. Yeah. And, and so you actually have to, it has to be a conscious effort, right? Like, like you actually have to be mindful and, and, and make a conscious effort towards it, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, like, you know, what's, what's like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. you just don't care. Right. Yeah. So if you do, if you do care, then you just have to be mindful. Uh, and actually try to catch, you know, try to catch those cases where right. you're not. No, I see it in all parts of um, 
all life aspects, not, not just career. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the very much same way I, I had my kid early, right. Uh, in my twenties. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm hanging around with these, you know, old people <laughs> with the same age kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, naturally they kind of click together better. It's not like I'm kind of feeling left out. I don't, I actually don't like hanging out with, parents really you sound like you sound like you you feel sad being left out (laughs) but it's just part it's just part of it is like they're older they they like the same type of shows you know Mm -hmm. you understand you you have old people shit and i was like but god i'm still young and hip (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about how many pills do you take you know that's Uh, usually what my questions are (laughs) what hurts Uh, still sprung dude um but, you know, I think it's very natural to have that aspects of life stuff into the workplace. And, yeah, maybe with training and all this stuff, there's kind of like a positive impact. Uh, at the same time, uh, I think there are misconceptions about diverse education and diversity kind of... Um, uh, the highlight of that is celebrating each other's differences and not about making everyone the same same which I feel get mixed sometimes in the messaging you know it's like we're, we're all the same no we're not <laughs> is, I, I like my race too you know you like your race let's just keep it that you know just respect each other's race <laughs> but yeah, yeah we're, definitely, well, we're definitely not all the same I hate it I hate when I hear people who are like I don't see color yeah, yeah. I I feel like a lot of times it leans towards that, and it it's worse in my opinion. It's like we're we don't come from the same background, and by doing that, you're disregarding my my history a bit. Yeah. Um, so I, that I see a lot more uh, when people kind of overcorrect. Right. <laughs> I guess that's what it is, an overcorrection. And they just go the opposite, the other side exaggerated. And it's not, it's the same result. It's it's just as bad. Uh, so I don't know, man. It's, it's tricky. I, I don't know what industry really nailed it. Because I, I look at the tech industry, right? And they are a lot more diverse. But i don't well i mean like the game industry at least right well i i mean I they're mean, leading the effort at least i mean the bar the bar the bar is in hell yeah right i mean so like any any the bar is still in hell when you talk about tech so but you're like man it's a little it's a little bit colder up here i guess yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but like it's no no it's not it's it's it's, it's more diverse because yes it's it's a it's a it's a much bigger industry. Like tech as a whole is a much bigger industry than video games. And so when you constrain the number, like you're also constraining the pool of people that get into it. Right. So it makes it worse. Yeah. But, but, but no, <laughs> tech, tech, right. tech, like I would not like when I compare the two, actually when you compare the percentages of the two, they're actually like that's the percentages. So, so you basically control for size. Uh, it, it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. Yeah. All right. I was about to say, like the tech, yes, they're making a lot more money, but I don't feel like they their their workplace are are better. Right? I hear similar complaints in those places yeah, as well. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. 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 I guess what we just got to find that industry that that really nails this. Um, I don't know any dude. 
no one no one's really figured this out 2021 there has to be one where there's not like a new allegation every single day like there has to be, <laughs> well has let me ask you this right this is what there i'm has to be one yeah we just we're coming out of 2020 the pandemic era a lot of people were remote i would assume the groping got less right like didn't even, <laughs> aren't we supposed to be better like like didn't wouldn't that it mean like all this diverse stuff all these like stuff got better didn't it or are people zooming zoom muting like how does it work what's the the thing like a lot of the stuff that we're even talking about has nothing really to do with actual physical sexual like that's sexual assault right right so we're talking about salary and a lot of times it's we're not even talking about sexual assault we're talking about sexual harassment which is different right it's not exactly a sexual you have to touch and grope somebody i i need to just to be able to picture this like zoom call meeting that somehow half the room is being ignored (laughs) You know, like how, how does that translate to the digital platform? Yeah. But that happens in a lot of meetings, right? Like if you're the more introverted person, the more quiet one, your voice is not even heard, right? But then it's up to the people that are running the meeting and the more senior people in the room to make sure that everybody's voice is heard. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, man. It's so stressful (laughs) being a manager. And of course, I guess I guess I'm talking like the, I'm talking like just because I am a manager, literally. Yeah. And so these are the things that you just you have to think about these things. It's so annoying, though. It's, it's like it's like I, I go to my not only not preschool. Only, not only is I, it your, not yeah. only is it your job, but in in like in certain places, California especially, yeah. like you are legally required, you know, to. Oh my God! All these rules. Right. It's gonna play stocks. So, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> People, I've always said, because I, I'm getting to a point where half my career is being a manager now, and it's um, people are always variables, right? And all of my problems are people now. <laughs> like it's not about the work ever, right? And it's so. <laughs> it's like children yeah Yeah, they're like children and it's always i would i would so i understand that side this is i wouldn't necessarily say it like that but i would i would say definitely like the majority of the work you do like a large portion of it is our people is is people and people management 100 so anyways uh let's Give some concluding thoughts here. So Blizzard's going to do fine. Activision's going to do fine. This is going to pass over. They're going to announce, if not already, some interim uh, non-sided uh, 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 firm that will be handling this <laughs> and fix all these issues. I mean, uh, I mean, they're also still hiring and people are still joining. Yes. As we, as we speak. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but... At the end of at the end of the day, it's it's we're talking about this stuff. More lights being shed on it. It's helpful, right? And when I was when I started out in this industry, there'd be no way in hell no, that any of this stuff was was being talked about. Ray had some stories that he can't share. Yeah, there's literally story like not around sexual harassment, really, but there's there's stories that I have that it's like no, like that cannot happen. In a workplace 
Like somebody has to get fired for that these days. You know what I mean? It's so hard getting fired at <laughs> a game companies. Well, back in the day, you was just like it was it was crazy. It was craziest. Was it that common back there? Because I feel like every company I have, like if I hear anyone getting fired, it's like the worst type of like he left them no choice. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hard getting fired at a game company all nowadays. All I feel. shenanigans. Yeah. Layoffs, yeah, but like fire, dude. That's you must be doing something very special to earn that. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, uh, that that actually concludes this uh, this roundtable news. Blizzard kind of and and Riot in a good way uh, are, are are kind of paving a, a path for those two companies with new leadership, right? A, a lot of people are crying over the OGs leaving the company, but. You know, I mean, the company was doing bad anyway, so this might be the fresh blood needed. And kind of mentioned before, Leeds kind of camp that position uh, way too long and uh, time to make room, right? Change the hierarchy, get higher salaries, get paid, all that stuff. And it's exciting times of anything for those. And it should be better times. So now now, uh, the offenders are, are giving it a second thought before they go forward uh doing their next offending <laughs> so i mean i think overall it's pretty good like it's, it's perfect timing for for when everyone's going back to the office uh to kind of sense some some change uh, yeah. the blizzard one was a big deal i mean it, it definitely made an impact uh to the shareholders and and everybody i, I think they're actually taking it kind of pretty seriously now uh, because there's no avoiding it and for the better man that's a huge company hopefully that's another California company that if you guys live around here can look forward to working uh, again or, or for the first time yeah it's good it's overall it's good I, I am waiting for that day that uh, they tell me uh, the highest number that they can offer <laughs> and it being true <laughs> That would be fantastic. That'd be the quickest negotiation ever. No more bluffing, none of that stuff. At the very least, they're gonna tell you the, 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 the midpoint of the range. Midpoint of the range. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Ray, for for going on. As always, tell the good people how they can reach out to you to say how wrong or right you are about this. You know, sweet you, episode. Know you reach out to me, man. It's all good. What's your twi- Twitter handle, at least? It's W-A-D-A-R-A-S-S. There you go. Go ahead and find it in the show notes. And as always, you can tweet at me at Chance as well. And this concludes today's Roundtable News episode. Thank you, everyone. See you guys all next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail future, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody